You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. You can also email us at LockedOnRays at gmail.com. LockedOnRays at gmail.com, I should say. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join Ulysses and I this Friday opening pitch versus the Oakland A's to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Well, your Tampa Bay Rays win their fourth straight game, defeating the Los Angeles Angels in a tough battled contest 3-1 to one last night. It was an exciting game uh, to be a to be a, an audience member in because uh, you didn't know what was going on. Uh, the Angels had so many chances that the Rays were fighting through. I think you know. I don't know if you were uh, on social media when Yarbrough was pitching the first couple innings, but people were losing their minds. People were just lo- oh uh, Yarbrough, what are you doing? Oh my God, look at his line. He did his job. Four innings. And, and allowed what? One run? Come yeah. On. The other thing, too, is that umpire doesn't call strikes. He doesn't call anything on the corners or close. So that makes it inherently yes. difficult for Yarbrough in that standpoint. So I think he did an excellent job. And I like how they either threw at or pitched around Mike Trout. I mean, if Anthony Rendon's not going to be in the lineup and Shohei Otani's not yeah. going to be in the lineup, walk him, get to the lefty Jared Walsh and move on. So I thought working behind an opener again. Uh, shows that Yarbrough is much more comfortable in that role. And he got out of that jam, bases loaded, one out. So, uh, yeah, the defense yeah, picked he him up a little bit, but uh, that's, well, that's what you're job. expected to do. He pitches to contact. That's his That's his thing. Wendell and Adamas, that they, they know they have a job to do when he's on the mound. And, and that's okay. You got to let your defense also do their job too. It can't all just be strikeouts. So I just wanted to note that, you know, man, social media is very nice, but sometimes some toxic people out there just some i I would say the majority of people out on twitter are (sighs) toxic people my goodness oh yarbrough can't do this why the yarbrough oh yarbrough oh my it's like chill out it's an inning it's an inning let's see how it goes and ultimately four innings one run he did his job i think everybody in race fandom that has followed yarbrough's career can say that he does look a little bit more comfortable in the bulk role than the start than the starting role and the numbers kind of do back that up so we'll see how that develops but you know i think uh the the offense did barely (laughs) just enough because i really thought that uh the rays were gonna end up you know losing that one um with a margin of one to zero but brendan lau came through with a big bomb and and that was really nice to see him extending his arms and go deep center field i mean that was a that was a bomb that was a bam bam bomb 416 feet it sure was two one count and if anything got a little blake snell game six world series vibes 
in uh, the Angels taking out Shohei Otani. I know that Otani was walking, guys, but the Rays, I don't think they were going to get much of anything. Look, I don't think Brandon Lau was going to get a three-run home run off Shohei Otani. Off of Guerra, who's throwing 91, can't find the strike zone, and when he does, it's right middle of the plate. That's where he capitalizes on that. By the way, speaking, uh, it was interesting yesterday's game from the standpoint of Yarbrough hits Mike Trout, then uh, brushes back Jared Walsh. And then the next half inning, Shohei Otani put whatever needed to be put to rest real darn quick as he throws at and hits the Rays' biggest guy, Yandy Diaz. And again, and yeah. it, I think it was over. I mean, I didn't watch the entire yes. game, but I think that kind of put a close to everything. Whether what Yarbrough did was purposeful or not, Otani returned the favor, and it was kind of a done deal from there. Look at that. Look at that. Baseball can police itself. Yes, it can, because these guys have been playing baseball since five years old. They yeah. know the unwritten rules of baseball, and I know that I myself, I hate the unwritten rules, rules of baseball, most of them, but this one is pretty clear cut. Hey, Stop throwing, uh, uh, you know, uh, close to our guys. You, you're a little bit wild, you know, back off. They did that, and then it's dead. It's it's over. I mean, uh, that's what I'm talking about. When I think earlier in the week I said I'm tired of seeing race hitters being being plunked, I thought yesterday was handled pretty pretty great by both clubs. You hit, you, you, got, right. you got my guy. I'm going to hit your guy. Boom. It's over. Bury the hatchet, and then we, we keep playing. I know that Mejia got uh, hit in the in, – in the, uh, on the foot, but I mean, it was just a curveball that, that got away right. from, from, from the pitcher. So it, it really doesn't matter, but that's what I'm saying. These guys know how to police themselves. Stop, yeah. you know, uh, trying to influence the game so much. I guess, unless you're facing the Yankees where the Yankees just don't know how to control themselves or they don't really understand or want to play by how the game is played. And then that's where you have an issue with that. Look, I hate to nitpick here, but again, the Rays drew eight walks and only had the three runs to show for it. But again, you sometimes you're going to have to battle and grind to win a ball game. And that's absolutely what the Rays did. And speaking of Yarbrough, um, yeah, I mean, it's look, I think the Rays are going to continue to bring this up in future arbitration cases as uh, when he's working out of the bullpen or behind an opener, he is 25 and five with a three, four, five ERA in 51 appearances while in 33 starts as a starting pitcher, he is five and 14 with a four, six, one ERA. And again, I like the dynamic That's an, of, a run worse. Yeah. That's a run worse. That also that gives a little bit of validity. Yeah. Also the Rays uh, are 68 and 45 now since using the opener uh, since they first started <laughs> using the opener back in May 2018. Um, the other thing, not really from the game, but uh, Ray's news related, uh, we're, we're swapping in one reliever for another here as Diego Castillo is going to the IL with a strained groin. Pete Fairbanks is coming back from what he was dealing with. And um, I mean, it, it'd be great to have both those guys back at the same time. And I know there's some talk out there. Well, you know, it's just substituting one for the other. I will say this though, Pete Fairbanks has not had the amount of save opportunities or chances in his mm-hmm. career as Diego Castillo. I mean, Castillo over his career, he's had, you know, some 27 regular season save opportunities. Um, 
Pete Fairbanks has had just had a handful has just had like five now in the postseason last year, he got more opportunities, but I think that's something where the Rays are going to be careful and try to manage that where it's not just throwing him in the fire immediately, especially as he's just coming back from this injury like he is. Yes. And correct me if I'm wrong. I think even though we had 12 guys get a save in, in the regular season uh, last year, Pete Fairbanks wasn't one of those guys. Yes. He was one of the guys, guys who, that that is like probably the greatest trivia question ever that of the 12 (laughs) guys who had regular season saves, Pete Fairbanks was not one of them last year. Anthony Banda got one. It was the three save variety one, but still he yeah. got one and Pete Fairbanks didn't. He did save a couple of games, uh, I believe in, in the postseason. but yeah, that's a good point. And you saw that yesterday, how Jeffrey Springs, who by the way, has exceeded my expectations. Uh, I think he has been, um, you know, thrown into a role where he, he looked kind of shaking a couple outings, but he has right. been money. I mean, that changeup works, that slider, the fastball. Bia was commenting on his movement yesterday, and it, it, it was a sight to see, really, this guy. If, if you can get Springs to get to be a, a stable contributor, just like we have seen Kit, Kittrich, which who, by the way, opened and, and, and did his job. It, he looked yeah. a little bit shaky in the second inning, but again... It, their job isn't to look impeccable people. It's the results. You want to see the results. And, and the result was two clean innings. That's, yeah. what, that's, what, that's what matters. You don't win by allowing less hits or allowing less walks. No, no. You win by the runs. So look at the run stats. Yeah. Yarbrough did his job. Kittredge did his job. Springs and Thompson did their job. You can't have uh, 14 Jacob deGroms on your pitching yes. staff. It just doesn't work that way. I don't know why people think that is sometimes uh, I do wonder with Diego Castillo and good thing. It's not an arm issue, but uh, again, I think you've got to be very careful with guys like him and really any pitcher in general, where you're going to work him three days in a row and then work him the day after a late night game. I think that's something that has to be looked at. And I don't know if it's related or not, but just focusing on that a little bit, Pete Fairbanks too. I mean, he's had two arm surgeries. So, uh, you know, yeah. the, these guys, get hurt on occasion with that. And I will say, obviously, you know, me and Pete Fairbanks are basically the same person because we both have a rotator cuff issues. So yeah, there know, we I, go. I feel a hundred percent just like Pete Fairbanks, but he'll be okay. He'll be okay. Yeah. But you can't seem to resolve or solve your rotator cuff issue. It's been going on for like well, four years now. What's going on I here? Know. I, I know. I, I need to get in, t- in contact with, with Pete Fairbanks people and see, okay, yeah. what kind of therapy I need to be doing, you know, cause I, I, I see no difference in body structure or talent at all between me and Pete Fairbanks. I, I just don't see it, man. The only thing, he throws a little bit harder, just a, just Maybe. a smidge harder yeah. at 98, 99 miles an hour. <laughs> uh, this episode is brought to you by locker room. Locker room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me, Ulysses, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. We'll be hosting rooms for the Locked on Rays podcast once a week. And yes, that means you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Again, Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns. And of course, reacting to big news and rumors. So go download the free Locker Room app now currently on all iOS devices and be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, 
and join the Rays and MLB group for the latest league updates. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always, always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? It just doesn't make any sense at all. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you to the right place. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, Ulysses, on yesterday's show, we discussed, you know, after the first month of the MLB season in the books, which Rays player has most exceeded our preseason expectations. Now we're going to flip it around a little bit, be a little bit negative here. Which Rays player has least exceeded our preseason expectations? Which Rays player has underwhelmed the most this year from what we thought he would be? Ulysses, I posit this question to you. Who is your dude? Who is your guy that you're picking for this exercise? This won't be a surprise to regular listeners of the show, Mm -hmm. but uh, it has to be Willie Adamas for me. Okay. We we can go through all the stats you want and we will. uh, But when I just look at that lineup card nightly and see Willie's name on it, I know it's buy one, get one because he's striking out at least twice every time. And it, it, it's, 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 it's rather remarkable. So if you want to talk about stats and be like, oh, well, you're being too harsh on Willie. Nope, I'm not. The walk rate has uh, been, been cut in half from last year. He was at 9.8%. Now he's at 4.7%. Uh, the strikeout rate has kind of remained the, the same at 36 to 34%. But the WRC Plus uh, has just taken a dive from 124 to 56 56, Kevin. I mean, th- that's that's Zunino 2019 level. He's right. not hitting for power at all, only has three bombs. The uppercut swing that he never really had, it's just been more accentuated this season. And pitchers are just having a grand all time pitching to Willie Adamas. Uh, it, 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 he has, is that Willie calling you right now? Willie's agent just called me. That, that's really impeccable timing. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Willie, uh, I, I'm going to block his agent's calls because he, he texts me nightly now. Exactly. Look, uh, and, and, and you know why I'm being so harsh on Willie is because the ceiling has created, well, maybe not the ceiling, but the, the floor has been created with Willie. And this, he's found petroleum in 2021. It's, uh, it, it's just, he's not this player, but I just don't see it. I, I don't see how it, it can get better. I think the last couple of games, he's gotten a couple of hits, but yeah. how long is the leash when somebody in AAA is basically hitting the cycle in two games? And you know, everybody, you, you know who I'm talking about. 
Yeah, and not just him, not just Wander Franco, but Taylor Walls, Fidel Brujan. And it might be something where they're going to move all those guys around. They're each going to try them at second base, shortstop, maybe in the outfield a little bit. We're going to see a lot of different combinations. I'm going to say, look, I don't know how much, if at all, the dead end ball has affected Willie Adamas with maybe he would have five or six home runs if some of those balls didn't drop at the warning track and so forth, which is why, again, uh, and I will give him credit for his glove work. I think his defense has been pretty yeah. all you could ask for. But again, uh, you got it's a it's, you got to be there in pretty much every facet. Uh, Cincinnati Reds. That that's where Willie Adams is going to wind up. In fact, I'm going to put a prop bet on it right now because the Reds have Eugenio Suarez playing shortstop, and he's not doing good at shortstop. In fact, not only is he awful defensively there, uh, he's out of position, of course, but. Uh, he also is hitting worse than Willie Adamas. So that is something where I think Willie Adamas would actually, I think he'd look good and fit in a Reds uniform. And I think he would fit in that ballpark of great American ballpark, which is the most Homer friendly hitter friendly ballpark in all of baseball. And that, that is where he would be. I think where I've said in the past, a legit 30 home run guy, he could be that thing. And, and in Cincinnati. And, and I'll, I'll go a step further here. 2021 is where he has to look in the mirror and say, am I going to make adjustments to my game? Yeah. And, 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 and pitchers have seen what, what my flaws are and they're exploiting them. Can I make the right adjustments? I mean, you hear that from Hall of Famers all the time. They get better as they go through because they make adjustments. You can't just stay stagnant or else, you know, you're going to have a really good rookie season, maybe an okay sophomore season. And by the fifth year, you're out of the league, right? People can adapt. And, and you're talking about the year 2021, where you can find so much information about every single player and you can do it from the comfort of your phone. Yes. It's crazy. So your adjustment uh, ability abilities have to be on point, have to be the most sacred thing that you, that you possess. So Willie Adams, that's what he needs to do. Make adjustments. And I know he's hitting the ball hard and, and that's a good peripheral to, to half. He's hitting right. the ball the, the hardest he's ever done that. So I think we, we, you know, you have to give him the leash because of the past, but how long is that leash? How long is that leash? And I don't know if it's one more month, if it's two more months, if it's the whole 2021 season. Right. But if Wander, Vidal, and company keep raking in AAA, it's going to force the race hands to maybe say, what's, uh, what's that area code in Cincinnati? Because uh, we got to make a phone call. That's the other thing, too, that every day uh, you're reading and hearing news clips and seeing highlights about Wander Franco. It's Wander Watch every single day. And you wonder if maybe Adamus is pressing a little bit and trying to do a little bit too much to say, no, this is my spot. I'm still mm -hmm. good. I'm still the guy where everybody is seemingly waiting. Let's call it, if, if fans had their druthers, they would have called up Wander Franco yesterday. Yes. They would do that. <laughs> and, and, I don't know. I don't think that's absolutely the right thing to do. I think he needs more seasoning yes. and development uh, and, and multiple things. But again, if Willie Adamas, I think this is probably the time where you're going to start to shop him around a little bit. If you know these guys at the AAA ranks can 
uh, ranks continue to do what they're doing. It's a shame because the trade value has definitely decreased by his start yeah. to the 2021 season. I mean, you, if you you would have traded him maybe last year, that, that that trade value would have been really nice. I think the trade value, you know, shouldn't go down too much, but it definitely right. has gone down because of, of his 2021 performance. But in any case, the Wander uh, watch, I think you're right, but I still remain in my boat that from Vidal and Wander, we're going to see Vidal uh, make his major league debut before Wander because he's had more experience at a, at a higher level in the minor leagues and, and Wander hasn't. Uh, my guy is Yoshi Tsutsugo. That is Ooh. my guy who I think has most underwhelmed my preseason expectations because uh, I thought he was going to be in contention for rookie of the year. I thought he was going to have a season where he had an OPS above 800. And yesterday, at least we saw, you know, he was hitting the ball hard and he was hitting fastballs. He actually got a base hit yesterday. Uh, But again, that's one game. You've got to be able to do that uh, more often than he showed this season. And even like, I thought he would come in as more of a versatile guy defensively. And I think the Rays have pretty much all but said or indicated you're going to be a DH or you're going to be put at first. We're not going to even attempt throwing you out in left field or third base, which is what he was used to in Japan. And yesterday, I mean, you could see it on his face after he hit in that double play with bases loaded uh, and, and one out, like just ejected. Like he didn't want to be, he, he'd rather be anywhere else in the world than at angel stadium in that moment. And you feel bad for the guy in the sense, because he is somebody who, came over with so much fanfare and was a legend, was a superstar in his native Japan. Five-time All-Star, setting home run records for, you know, he, he fastest guy to get 100 home runs, 150 home runs, 200 home runs. They, they've got a chant for him. The fans right. have a special chant for him. He comes here, he's anonymous. He's just another guy. And he's, he's worse than another guy. He's a bench guy. And you wonder how that affects him mentally as well with everything that's been levied on him. So uh, yeah, he's my guy. He's my pick. And, and again, even like you, you would think I just wrongly assume that anybody can play first base, but even that at times scooping up balls and, and finding the bag has been a challenge or a difficulty. And that's not good for a guy that is the second highest paid player on the team. Like I've said before. And, and, and yes, I think this is, a, this is a good pick uh, for this exercise. And Kevin, we, we have to take it in, in, into consideration the 250 at-bats. If he is DFA'd, if he is sent to Japan, if he's released, or if he's um, demoted to AAA, it sucks because 250 at-bats is nothing. Is nothing. I want to see, I right. mean, didn't, didn't Trout have his first 200 at-bats result in like a 190 average? Like, yeah, you know, he, he batted like 220 his rookie year in, in so, 40 games. He didn't do very well. I mean, if you judge Mike Trout just based on that, totally unfair and, and unreasonable there. And so, exactly. So, I think it is unreasonable to judge this guy for 250 at bats. The problem is two factors. Number one, like you, like you so pointedly said, second highest player in the team. That, that, that's a problem. And number two, the depth that the Rays have. If the Rays didn't have the best farm system in, in, in all of baseball, if they were, you know, the Cubs or the Brewers or whoever you want, um, you know, then you could be like, look, yeah. uh, I'd rather stick it with the guy that who has been a professional for the last 15 years. This, this is our guy. We can, we can have a long leash, but you don't have a long leash when G-Man choice is about to come and come into the, to the ball club. 
And you've got, again, the guys we talked about, Wander, Vidal, Taylor Walls and, and company, you have too much depth. So he's kind of screwed out of a position. And like you said, he hasn't even been touching left field or third base. It's exclusively DH or first base, which means you got to give us some pop. You got to give us something. And he really isn't uh, producing a, a, as you wanted. Yeah. I mean, the Rays with these two players, they're going to have major, major decisions to make. And not just these guys, but I know that Kevin Kiermaier has been playing well, solid uh, yeah. for, you know, so far this season. But again, at some point, when do you call up Vidal Brujan and throw him in the outfield? Mm-hmm. At what point do you call up Taylor Walls? At what point, what do you do with Kevin Padlow? I know he didn't look good in his brief appearance in the majors, but you've got, you've got a lot of guys knocking on the door in decisions to be made and payroll maybe to be cut down the line. So, yep. and that might be a thing where uh, it, I don't want to get into trade scenarios or anything, but it might have to be where you, okay, we'll trade Willie Adamas, but we also want to unload this Yoshi Satsugo salary on you or something like that. Like they might have to get creative where it's like, yeah, yeah. we don't really get anything in return. We're just setting payroll and, and trying to save money for our future and going from there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, we've got a lot of listener comments on this. We'll get to those, but first we've got to tell you about a couple more of our good friends like sports trade. Have you guys heard about sports trade? It's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. It's amazing. Sports trade take fantasy to the next level. It's like Robin hood for fantasy sports. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players, just like real stocks. Finally, a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. And they just added the baseball, added baseball. Man, there's a typo in that live read. Added baseball to the platform. So check it out today. Simply go to sportstrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and then sign up to get started. Sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly, truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in on the game at sportstrade.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track it all at Bet Online. Uh, get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. So, before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to get 50% uh, to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, Ulysses, getting to some comments here from listeners on which race player has most underwhelmed so far this season. Jake Stokes says, Brandon Lau. We all know he's a streaky hitter, and I have full faith he will break out and have a good year, but so far he hasn't lived up to expectations. 
Uh, Dustin Payne also says, Brandon Lau easily. We know he has his cold spells, but I thought he would have better numbers. Uh, Here's the thing about Brandon Lau that I looked up. Of course, his strikeout rate is absolutely, absolutely concerning and great that he hit the three-run bomb yesterday. But uh, he might, uh, I don't know, small sample size, whatever, but he might be a guy that you can only have against right-handed pitchers because so far this season, he is batting 260 versus righties and 031 versus lefties. So basically he can't hit, he hasn't hit any lefty at all this season, but exclusively against righties, he's about what you expect, 260. So that might be something that the Rays look at going forward. Which is a bit of a negative because you gave this guy a very long team friendly deal, which I guess it's, it's not it's not a waste for, a, yeah. for because it's good value, but you have to extract the value. And if it's not happening against left handers, I think nobody, nobody in race fandom would be uh, disheartened by having Mike Brasso take those at bats against the, the lefties and, and put him there at second base. I want to see more Mike Brasso. I think that would be a really good platoon. Brasso Lau, yeah, give me some, uh, give, give me more of that. Well, honestly, they're going to have to have a maybe a decision down the line on Mike Brasso if Fidel Brujan and Wander Franco are knocking on the door and switch hitters and so mm-hmm. contact oriented and everything like that. The other thing with uh, Lau, I've noticed is, I mean, he is pretty much spraying the ball when he does get a hit all over the field, which is a good thing. Uh, it's not like he is totally, totally shiftable. Uh, his batting average on balls in play is. 242. But again, that strikeout rate, 30.4%. You just hope that he doesn't develop into that like Chris Davis type of where the <laughs> strikeout rate gets to 32, then 34, then 36, then 38, then 40%. Yeah. And then before you know it, uh, he's getting benched every day. And I guess, you know, if if he's only hitting, I guess it's better that, you know, if, if there's a platoon to be had, it's only being able to hit righties because there's you would think so much, so many more right-handed pitchers out there right. than lefties. And maybe the Rays can get creative with that going forward. But yeah. And the breaking stuff and off speed have really given them fits. Like again, uh, if, if Otani was facing Lau for the third time or the fourth time in the at bat, mm-hmm. I don't think Lau was sniffing anything there with that. Yeah. Um, Austin Holloway says Willie Adamas for a guy that should be fighting for his job. He's just not doing it. Love him in the dugout. Always been a top step guy for his teammates, but besides his excellent glove, there's much to be desired. Dot, dot, dot in Durham. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> um, and then Evan Klosky, the sports director for WTSP, uh, says 1A, Brandon Lau, 1B, Willie Adamas. There you have. There you have it. The people have spoken. There's a lot of candidates. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I guess on, on I mean, from yesterday's show and today's show, there's a lot of candidates for guys who have exceeded expectations and a lot of guys who have underwhelmed so far as far as expectations go. And you know who is hiding uh, from the spotlight? Uh, because uh, Austin Meadows. If, uh-huh. if say, Willie Adamas ha- is, it was not in this season-long slump and Brandon Lau is hitting, a, a, you know, a, a, like you expected, then the spotlight would be on Austin Meadows. Let's let's let, right. let's make that sure. I mean, he he has kind of evaded, <laughs> avoided that uh, that talk because his couple teammates and, and Yoshi too, you know, haven't really uh, performed like they should. But the the spotlight would be on Austin if if those three guys would be performing like you would have expected. 
Uh, I'll also say though, that Austin Meadows does have seven home runs. He has been sure hitting bombs, which I, again, it's more than that, but um, yeah, he, he's a guy that you got to bring that average up at some point. I mean, a guy who hit almost 300 in 2019 with 33 bombs, you don't expect him to, okay, well, he's just now a power hitter and he's going to hit 210. You know, there has to be a little bit more evolution. I like the power. I think that's great. But I think we would be having a different conversation if those three guys would be performing like we all expected. That's very fair. Very fair indeed. Uh, Okay, that wraps up this edition of the Locked On Rays podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked On Today podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on Friday.